Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine, blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase. Cause this is the Cure Is The Conversation, and listen to what we have to say. So sit back and listen to the guest, Blase Blase, as they share their story and insights. Blase Blase. All right. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen Be Divine, and this is the Cure is Conversation. Hold on, before I go on. <laughs> Just know that I'm recording somewhere else, so don't worry if you don't see a recording going on, okay? <laughs> okay, let's start again. Okay. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen Be Divine, and this is a Curious Conversation. And why do I call it a Curious Conversation? Because conversation can help lighten your load, you know, give you some validation, and it can... It can grow tributaries towards healing and help you heal. So that's why I say I encourage you to find someone you trust and then have the conversation. And today, we have a wonderful energy with us. And, you know, as I look at her name, I want to say Shanti, but she can always correct me and say, no, it ain't right. That's not how you say my name. So before we get to that, she's a great, great author. Oh, my goodness. And she's going to give us her vibe. So it's like I say, bless it. Tell your story. So go ahead. What's your name? How do you pronounce your name? Um, Shanti Hershenson. Yes, that's pretty good. Shanti Hershenson. Yes. I looked at it and I'm like, that looks like a pretty awesome name. What does the name mean? What the, do you know what it means? Um, so Shanti means peace in, I believe, Sanskrit. Well, I believe Sanskrit. Dang, Skippy, you seem like a very peaceful being. You don't seem like... So when so when I'm looking at your, your profile, you talk about bully, I'm like, who in their rotten mind would go have the audacity to bully you? What's wrong with people these days? I- <laughs> <laughs> so when I look at you, I don't see, hey, let's go bully her. I see, hey, I, got, I need to get to know this girl. She's looking fine. I had talked to her. So, you know, so... As people could probably guess that, you know, not only have you experienced bullying, you've probably written a couple of books based on on this this event and, and these events. Because I've had bullying in my life. Um, but, you know, back in the day, and this is not encouraging anybody to go do anything when it comes to that. But I remember back in the day, we'd kick some butt. You know, someone bothered you, you go back and you, you get your friends and you start, you know, do what you have to do. So how did bullying... Um, affect your mental health and tell me about your experience please so what i noticed um so the, like the bullying incident that i always think about um right. happened in the sixth grade and it's what this book you won't know her name is about what i found a lot of the time with bullying actually is that often it's someone that you're friends with or you have mutual friends with but makes it hard to get away but because you have mutual friends with that person then you know people who like them and are okay with them and it makes you feel really alone and almost like question kind of like what's going on and in that way I think it really affected my mental health because there was a lot of like questioning myself and what was happening and whether or not anything was actually going on right so you know thank you for sharing that um when you when you had your first experience and when you had your bullying experience 
what was your first thought? How did you feel? Because you know, some people are like, okay, I'm going to fight back. Some people cry. Some people react different ways to help themselves release this, release this stress that they're feeling. Who did you tell to, to, to alleviate the situation? So, in my situation, I um, remained friends with that person. She's doing air quotes now. She's doing friends. <laughs> yeah. so I remained like friends with that person for um, about two months. And then they did something like really bad. It was like physical. And because of that, I was like, oh, I need to get away. Right. And I used that to be able to kind of unfriend them almost oh. and get away from the situation and then start telling people right. because I didn't think anyone because mostly everything was like just verbal right. before and I was like well I just thought no one's going to take me seriously and I just kind of kept it in and then I couldn't any longer right. so. you know it, it takes it's a very courageous step to not only you know let it out have a conversation tell some but write a book like how you know I don't know any I know I didn't do this when I was bullied I didn't say hey, I'm gonna go write a book <laughs> I was not in that realm I was more angry than anything and all you know looking back that would have been a great way to focus my energy and and heal so what made you want to write a book you're listening to the Curious Conversation with Queen B Divine and Shanti H creating your world through writing. So I think um, kind of my coping mechanism for tough things has always really been writing. Mm. Um, I used to write in like fourth grade to, to kind of handle my problems, fifth grade and then sixth grade. So I actually wrote the book um, during the summer between seventh and eighth grade. And my main reason for writing it was one, I was terrified to go back to school. Oh, okay. um, it would have been the first time since the pandemic that I have to go to school and I would see those people and that person. And I was petrified i like just didn't think i could do it and i wrote this book you won't know her name and i just kind of wanted to get just honestly just get the words out i wrote it as a novel told in poetry because that was the only way i could do it i couldn't do it in full text like all my other books right and i did it i did end up succeeding um but honestly, um, throughout that process, there was a lot of like telling myself, like, don't do this. This is not going to uh, be good. Right. This is just going to affect you negatively. Like, people are going to hate you if you write this book. Yeah. And in the end, I got nothing but positive positivity from it. Uh, that's, you see, that's, that's how you know. I mean, you know, thank you again for sharing that. You know, when I was growing up, definitely didn't have that type of support um to do such things uh, a little bit about me i left my child ran away from my childhood home when i was 11 and lived on the streets of toronto canada and, and ended up in group homes ah, la, 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 and the music goes on um but i've learned as i grow, grew up I, I found out that you know a lot of people realize that mental health is not something that you should be going through by yourself you you need the support you need people to help you um how are your parents supporting you on this journey so far so they're definitely um, very supportive and, you know, they give encouragement when needed and they read my books after they're published. I don't let them read it before. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> if I remember, it's kind of hard to remember, right? It was, um, you know, one summer ago, basically. Right. I believe um, I just vaguely said, oh, hey, yeah, I'm writing a book about this, um, you know, that, which what happened. And... I don't really think they knew that I was writing that book about that until after it was written, and I didn't let them read it until it was published. Wow. Yeah. Ah, and what did they say? What was their reaction when, you know, they were um, like... 
They both, um, both my parents called it a masterpiece. So. Oh, excuse me. Well, you know what? I gotta, gotta, gotta love that, a masterpiece. Kudos to your parents. Kudos. What was, how did you find the publication process from writing to getting your book out there? What was the process like for you? So for me, I self-published with two websites, Kindle Direct Publishing, and then I use Ingram Spark for the hardcovers. Right. So I use KDP for the paperbacks and ebooks, which is generally my priority. And it's just a platform owned by Amazon. It's decently easy. Um, you just have to up- upload the book, uh, fill out the forms, and then it m- mostly it's just like marketing. That's the big kind of scary thing with publishing. Right, right, right. Um, but for me, I'd actually found that resource in sixth grade because um, my friend and I, like, I wanted to get a printed copy of a book that my friend and I had written, right. and that was how I did it. So I just kind of knew, right. and I published the books before that, before You Own Her Name, which is my book about bullying. Right. So it all just kind of was easy. Oh, easy. You know, I, I started publishing. You're listening to The Curious Conversation with Queen Be Divine and Shanti H. Creating your world through writing. Not very well. You know, the first poem I wrote was in grade seven, but I don't think I took it very seriously. It was like, ah, it's a poem. But I, I write music, and I did that. But I can say my first public experience uh, was probably sometime this year, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it's scary. It is. I didn't like it at all. I was like, I mean, I learned a lot. Like, okay, these are the things I'm not gonna do again. And then this is what I'm going to do again. Are did you? Are there any tips you can give um, anybody who wants to be an author of the do's and don'ts about publishing? Check your files more than once before you publish it. Please take that from me. Um, when I was publishing my first, so with Arizona novella, it was actually my third published book. Right. But it was um, the first book I published in a bit. And when I was publishing it, I, you know, put I got the files, formatted them, put it up there. Uploaded the wrong file about five times. There were things wrong with each one. Um, one of them, like, the scene breaks didn't render properly. Another one, um, there was no copyright page. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uploaded the wrong version at one point, and it was the unedited version. <laughs> you know what? Because I, I know how frustrating that is. I'm like, yeah, I've done that. And I'm like, that's it! still on um, Instagram, like, all of my um, posts, like, hey, don't buy the book yet, guys, I know I said it's gonna release today, but I actually uploaded the wrong thing, so yeah, um, that leads me to another tip, right. maybe, you know, have everything prepared a week or two before the book goes out, because okay. um, that could be bad, oh yeah, and also, um, <laughs> remember to upload your book, if you're doing a pre-order, remember to upload your book before the deadline, um, don't, don't be like me, I had a, my, one of my pre-order campaigns got canceled because I forgot to upload it the day of, um, like, before the right. deadline to do it. Right. It was, yeah. So things like that. Just be, be very careful. Be, uh, you know, I like that advice. You know, check the details. Check them twice. You know, uh, my father-in-law what we used to say, what, measure twice, cut once. Meaning, check your details more than... Because it's easier to check your details than try to cut it twice. It's just not going to happen. So that's excellent advice, because I know I could have used that advice. Where were you a year ago? Where were you? I needed your advice. (laughs) Because I find that the most... uh, self-publishing, I think the one, the number one tool that I could use to make it easier is just to be a lot more patient with myself because it's exciting, right? You want to get your book out, you want people like, I can't hurry up! 
but I've learned to just take enjoy the process enjoy the process now tell me a little bit about your book can you keep putting it up in the screen I'm like I can't wait come back come back so tell us a little bit about your book so um, this book, you won't know her name, is um, it's my most popular book. Yeah. Almost, um, I have another one of my other books, um, Never Dying, Ooh. is almost more popular than it. Right. So, um, but you won't know her name is a novel told in poetry I wrote about my um, middle school experience, about the bullying I faced. It's honestly like one of the best books I've written. Mm. However, um, this book, Never Dying, mm. is so much better. Ooh. So, Ooh, what's now? Just give me a little taste. What's now about Never Dying about? Give me a little taste about that. So, Never Dying takes place in a dystopian future in which, due to a genetic mutation, um, a handful of, like, society members are immortal. Mm. And the problem is, like, this, it, the government sees this as something that will cause major problems for overpopulation and just overall, like, they think it's unfair. So their solution is to have these government operators known as exterminators hunt down and basically kill the immortals. And, um... So yeah, basically there's a group of people and they're like the lower class and they're in hiding. Mm. Uh, the main character is Scarlet. She's an immortal. She's been running away since she was about 16 years, no, 16, no, 12 years old. Uh, <laughs> I got the dates wrong. That's okay. Um, and she, she's been running away from everything since she was 12 years old. And she has an opportunity to get back out in the world and go on a mission for her group of immortals. And um, will she take it? No. Um, the other main Ooh. character is Kane. And Kane is an exterminator. He is supposed to go and kill the immortals. However, Kane has a little secret. Mm -hmm. And what he realizes is that he's actually an immortal too. What? <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It's in the blurb. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> i love that um how long did it take you to write that book about two months for the first draft and then another few months for editing i believe oh wow and then um like maybe about a month of like marketing and stuff That's no, wait, actually i forgot about never dying never dying was the craziest deadline i have because right. like, the final edits were still going on right. like two weeks for the publication day because I did a book signing five days before the book's release for it. Nice. And I had to like scramble to get it out. It was very uh, crazy. <laughs> it was very crazy. You know, I, I love the fact that you've taken on writing as a, a, uh, a vocation at this time in your life. Are there any things that you're, are there any other things that you're interested in other than writing? Pause for the cause. A Queen Be Divine original called Mercial. C-A-L-M Mercial. A calming moment where you can sit back and reflect at the information that you just heard. And also the three P's. Pen, pencil, and paper. So you can jot down what vibrates with your inner core. Also, please be aware of your surroundings, because mental health means to always be aware of the beauty that surrounds you. Also, this is a great time to grab a beverage, water, juice, so we can keep the positive flow of vibration going throughout your body. Thank you for listening to this Queen Be Divine original commercial, a moment in the podcast to just... Take a deep breath and reset. So let's get back into The Cure is a Conversation. Unpause for the cause. You're listening to The Cure is Conversation with Queen Be Divine and Shanti H. Creating your world through writing. 
Um, That's really cool. I'm focused on total writing. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So what do you do for... I said so. So, what do you do? Because you know, when you write, that takes it. Take you go into your imagination. Your mind plays. You get to play with characters. Outside of writing, what do you do to keep your mental health happy? What do you do for fun? I really, um, I don't um, do it as much as I used to. But I like I, I used to skateboard, and that was really good to kind of clear my mind. I also, again, like a lot of things, I've had to sort of quit just because of like school starting. Yeah. And I would do free riding, which is like parkour and gymnastics. I also really just like to kind of hang out with my friends. Sometimes I go on walks and just kind of get out in nature mm-hmm. and really just, you know, what's the word? Kind of clear my mind. And I used to do that every time I had to make a really important decision. I would go and I would take a walk to the park and come back. Unfortunately, I don't live in the house anymore. Right. And I have a park even closer now. I just I don't do it anymore. I don't know why. Um, it's not the same. <laughs> wow, that that sounds like I love that kind of stuff. Um. So, uh, when did you pick up parkour and gymnastics, that, 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 that mixture? When did you do start doing that? Six, like, the beginning of sixth grade, I believe. What grade um, are you in now? What grade are you in now? I just started ninth grade. Oh, okay. So, you're, okay, you, you got some, you got something under your belt. I see what's going on. Um, yeah. did it, does anybody in your family or, like, you know, your friends, excuse me, do that? Or is it something that you just kind of um, find on your own? It was just something that I picked up. I don't even really remember why exactly. Right. right. I think it kind of started, like, in the fifth grade, and I was like, Mom, I want to do gymnastics, and we had, like, signed up for a class, and I got sick, and I couldn't do it, Right. and then we ended up moving um, from Los Angeles to San Diego, so then um, once we moved to San Diego, like, I was actually able to take classes for a few years, and I just, I haven't done it in a right. while now, um, because I just kept, I keep getting hurt, so <laughs> oh. I just, like, I sit down and get back and do it. Well, you know what? Well, be, please be careful. I know you know this, but you know, please be careful. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I realized for me when I, because I love doing uh, not only hosting, I I love painting. I love I love a lot of stuff. I love singing mostly, and I have to schedule my time out so I I can enjoy everything. What does your time schedule look like? How does your day look like when you're like okay? Because you look at the the books that you've written, they don't look like no two pagers. These look like long ass books. <laughs> So how do you schedule your time out? So for the weekends, usually I wake up and I try to have something like I have. I give myself some time in the morning just to sit down, maybe on my phone or with my cats, and just right. to kind of get used to the day and figure out what I need to do. Um, then very often weekends, I have a podcast interview around like this time or at mm. noon. So like I'll do the interview, and then after often I'll actually go and I'll I'll go out and get like kind of a late breakfast with my family then I'll come back and I'll just sit down and I'll figure out like what needs to be done and what I need to write and I'll just let all the words come out um very often I will like just completely just I don't know write like an insane amount um often just especially on the weekdays I try to do a thousand words a day on the weekends I try to do more so I'm hoping to do maybe around 2,000 today and tomorrow I want to do a little more so maybe like 4,000 right um because I couldn't write um fully like I did only like 500 words um one day because I had to um go to a concert and then I did like only 500 um the day after because I had to do something at school like all day right so kind of making up those words so basically every day you try to write something is that is that my understanding yeah and it's like I usually kind of I try to do over a thousand words, but like very occasionally there's a day where like I kind of can't. Right. Wow. Well, you know what? It's like anything else. You're very right. Very, very, you know, never thought about that. I I just talk every day, right? I get better at it every day. (laughs) So it's the same 
anything as writing basketball or any sport. And when you look at it that way, you're like, hmm, because I, I, I write a lot, but I go in cycles. For like, so for maybe a whole year, I'll just do nothing but writing. And then I'll take off six months and I'll just talk or paint or whatever it is. But I like how you do that every day, at least write a thousand words. And if you don't feel like it, you just don't do it. It helps with that, that you know, it helps with, with getting it better. So any advice do you um, have to, do you, that's it. Do you mentor young kids or other kids to write or ch- classes? I don't, yeah, I really want to, like, actually formally do kind yeah. of writing classes. I yeah. haven't actually gotten that set up yet. Um, I believe it was... Now, a word from our sponsor. Are you a lost traveler? Of course you are. We all are. Whether we're traveling the landscapes of our own imaginations or the globe itself, each of us is looking for answers or perhaps new questions. Join me, your host, Henry Cameron Allen, on The Adventure of a Lifetime, where we'll talk about developing skills for a new day. We are all pioneers now. Each of us a teacher, each of us a student. Let's talk about it on The Lost Traveler. Hey, I was just wondering if you were interested in learning more mental health tips to helping you become the best version of who you want to be, to encourage you that change can happen anytime and it doesn't always have to be negative. Do you want to learn from people just like you who've had stories and situations that they have overcome and still are going on the journey? Well, The Cure is a Conversation has guests just like that who share their story to inspire you to continue the journey to be the best version of you. So why don't you join me and become a monthly subscriber and you will have access to these fascinating and wonderful people and their story and get to listen to me as host of The Cure Is Conversation. Come share the joy, transparency, and the victory of success Because you define your success and these stories, they will help you to see that, hey, you're already there. Just keep going. Look forward to being with you and sharing the stories with you. The beginning of um, last year, actually, I was going to try to set that up and it just kind of fell through. Like I I kind of gave up on the idea, but I really want to teach kind of formal classes. Right now, it's like I help people online. I answer DMs, but I really think actually... You know, doing like paid full classes would be really great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get behind you and say I think you should. You should Facebook a class, do something. There's so many, um, what you call them, platforms now that you can monetize and do it. And you know, and you have such a great um, energy about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you don't feel you don't, you know, because sometimes when you talk to people who are either either younger or older, you can feel this kind of eh, uh, oddness. But you are very free flowing, and I don't feel that 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 boundary or anything. It's just like, hey, I'm chilling. Hey, what's up? What's up, girl? Tell me what's going on. <laughs> you got a very chill vibe, and I like that about you. I like that. That's very. That's very. It's good to have that. Um, so, do you are you do you consider yourself well rounded? Like, because you know, some people when you go to school, you have a lot of friends. You see, can see yourself very balanced. I think so. Yeah. I have, um, at least this year, I have a really great friend group, so. Nice. 
Are you yeah. are you big on uh, for social media, or are you just more like? Because um, obviously, writing you, you got to make sure that you you're not on social media too much times. Otherwise, you won't get stuff done. So, do you have a, a strong social media presence? I do mainly with TikTok, um, Instagram. It's like I post like every few every week or something. Right. But I try to post almost every day on TikTok, just like about my books, about my story, kind of just amplify the marketing and amplify my reach. Wow, look at God. A lot of people talk about, because, you know, I haven't heard anything like this before, at least from you. A lot of people talk about vision boards. Did you have any vision, a vision board, when you're like, hey, I want to write. This is what I'm going to do. Because a lot of of kids want to write, do a lot of things, but their focus is not everywhere. What did you do to get your book from written to published that you can help um, other young people with? Honestly, I just sat down and I wrote every single day until it became a habit to do that. It's like now it's literally just like I can't go my day without writing. Right. And because of that, I just, you know, can knock out a book a lot quicker than someone who maybe will write like a bit and then they'll take like a month break and then go back. Right. Because if you're writing every day, you're just going to get the book done in like a few months. Right. Um, and then actually about vision boards. I do make Pinterest boards in my books. Mostly right. help me kind of visualize the scenes and the characters. But also just for fun. It's a kind of, it's a bit motivating. Right. So. Um, yeah. One more thing. I, I All these books that you've written, what are the costs from beginning to end to, uh, from, you know, from your perspective and what, what platforms you use to publish? What What is the cost that a, a person who's saying, hey, I want to write a book, what, they, what are they looking to? So traditional publishing um, is free and should always be free. Self-publishing, again, like the actual publishing part should be free too. Ingram's Park has a setup fee about $50, but that's about it. Um, Other than that, you know, things like cover design can cost a few hundred dollars. Right. And um, like editing can cost, I don't remember how much editing costs. Um, (laughs) That's usually, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say it's the editing that costs the most. Probably is. I don't remember. Oh, well, look at you. Okay, okay. Who edited yeah. your... Did you personally edit it your book, or did you have to um, outsource that? So I self-publish, and I have someone like look over and help me proofread and look for plot holes. Right. Um, I just don't remember how much that cost me. Oh, I'm like, sorry, I'm really tired. No, no, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth, too. I'm tired, too. <laughs> yeah. I need my iced tea. <laughs> I got my peppermint tea. <laughs> <laughs> But I love your vibe. I'm having more fun, so that, that that wakes me up. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're the only person that I had to interview today, so it, it just it, I was I was so focused on you and so excited to know someone because at my age, at uh, your age, at uh, the, the time um, when I was your, I wasn't doing any of this. I was too busy trying to worry about how to survive and how to live. So it is nice to see someone really enjoying the full benefits of living, and you get to just. Say, I want to be a writer, um, and I'm going to do it. Is there anybody in your family family that has influenced you to be a writer? I don't think so. Um, hey, wow, yeah. that's so. What do your parents do? That's why I'm more nosy. What do your parents do? <laughs> so, uh, my mom is a stay-at-home mom, but she used to be a magician, which is really cool. That's so cool. Uh, that's different. And my dad, um, awesome. My dad. Um, is the founder of like a software development company. Oh, so this this writing thing is that dormant gene that woke up and said, "I'm gonna write this child. Go write, go write." <laughs> okay, who was your who's your role model when it comes to writing? Before we take a um, before we I'll close up here. That's a good question. I have a ton. <laughs> um, you know, really, when I think of like role models and just 
kind of people who made me want to be an author. I think of all the books I read as a kid. Right. Because when I was young, I just remember being like, I really want to do this. This would be so cool to write a book. Right. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I don't remember many of the author's names. Um, but yeah, I really love just reading books, particularly fantasy when I was younger and a lot of books about animals. And I think those books really shaped up my writing early on. Oh wow! You know you're you 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 have a really as I said I'm gonna say it again you have a really good energy and I hope you know yeah you know I'm happy that the bullying incident happened to you before you go what you know? <laughs> I'm happy because you really sprung from that and you turned it into something really super positive and sometimes we need to get a little jolt in our life you know sometimes it's it's bullying sometimes it's it's a lot more devastating and or or even more impacting but you took that 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 experience and turned it into books so i want to say congratulations just just being an awesome human being so the cure audience the blase blase we have met a wonderful energy and please and if I'm going to say it again, if I say it wrong, please, please forgive me. Shanti, is that right? Shanti, so close. Sh- say Shanti. <laughs> so close. See, so close. Shanti, please. Shanti, tell people where they can connect with you so they can get some more information. So you can first um, find me on my website, which is shantihershenson.com. I'm really bad at updating it, but it should have everything at some point. <laughs> okay. You can find my events, interviews, books, everything. Um, you can also find me on um, TikTok, which is at Shanti Who Writes, and Instagram, which is just at Shanti Hershenson. Um, all my books are available on Amazon and basically anywhere you buy books online. Nice. Well, so you know she's, she's, she's done this before. You know that she's got it down pat. <laughs> So thank you, the Cure audience, for listening. And remember, if you're looking for love outside yourself, you've gone too far. Start within and then let it resonate out in the world. So we thank Shanti. And let and remember, if you love and resonate with her, contact her and communicate. Because that's what makes this world so beautiful. One love and I'm out. Queen be divine. Thank you, Shanti. Bye. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I am Queen Be Divine, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. The Cure is the Conversation podcast is brought to you by BluntReflections.com, where mental health is the priority, because the priority is you, and you deserve to be the best version of who you were meant to be. Today's guests share their stories and journeys and their insights in continuing that journey. So be sure to check out any links below if you'd like to continue that path on becoming the best version of you. I myself have been down that road and believe me, it is very difficult sometimes to find the support and information so you can become the best version of you. This is why I created The Cure Is Conversation. It will definitely lighten the load so you can see the best way forward. And when you have someone who you can trust or you feel comfortable with to have that conversation with, it is definitely empowering. So please check back weekly where I will feature guests who will help you move forward to becoming the best version of you.
Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine, blase, blase. This is the cure is conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase. Cause this is the cure is the conversation and listen to what we have to say. So sit back and listen to the guest, blase, blase, as they share their story and insights, blase, blase. I hope that it will help you find your own light, blase, blase, cause the cure is a conversation, blase, blase. So sit back and relax and listen, blase, blase.